Welcome to the Mind on Recovery podcast. This is the intro to episode three, where this week we discuss spirituality with our guest star and friend, Naima. This is one of our better episodes, I have to say. We're both pretty spiritual beings, but how she and I practice that or how we get our metaphorical spiritual cup filled if you will or via completely different routes different but yet one in the same without further ado here's episode three with naima on spirituality enjoy Welcome to the Mind on Recovery podcast. I still almost forget that, the new name. But I am your host, Zoe, and this is my guest star, Miss Naima. Hello! <laughs> yes. Hi, everybody. You made it. Naima is my friend from the rooms, uh, my sister from another mister, and uh, yeah, previous housemate. Shit. Yes. Um, business associate sometimes right. <laughs> yeah. all the things all of them things <laughs> uh and i, I know you're a, a avid supporter so i definitely wanted to get you on especially for the topic of spirituality because i know you about your spiritualness i'm excited <laughs> yes okay but before we dig into that um let's try to pull out some like positive news stories uh Okay, this isn't positive, but Amazon acknowledges issue of drivers urinating in bottles in apology to congressmen. Have you heard about this? No, I have not. I heard the about the horror. I heard about this like a year ago. Really? Yeah. Where was I? I don't know. I'm missing an action. It was a thing though. They're warehouse people and now they're saying they're drivers. Oh my. It's hard for them to find restrooms, so they'll just pee in a bottle. I mean, that makes sense with everything being shut down, but you would think right about now as everything's open up, maybe it'll the problem will decrease a little. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um just the fact that I heard it a while ago from the warehouse and it's like still going on. They were doing this in the warehouse. The warehouse there's kind of like less of an excuse. <laughs> right. You know the warehouse right. got bathrooms. Um, right. So now that's just hood. Somebody right. just didn't have no home training. <laughs> no home training. What they were trying to say is they've been working them too hard. Or they work them too hard. Amazon people are like, no, you can't mm, take a break. They have to meet their quota. Their quotas. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. We know all gotcha. about quotas. So they don't have a union then? No. Oh, maybe we should work on a union. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think Mr. Bezos would <laughs> appreciate that. But yeah, I don't know. Over the, yeah, you know, Amazon has been one of those companies that people say, oh, work for them. They're really good. You know, good, good benefits and stuff. And while I feel a part of that's true, yes, uh, they pay okay um, benefits here and there, but that that pee story just always stuck in my mind like i don't want to be worked half to death right <laughs> for what right yeah that really doesn't make um any sense for yeah. them to still be going through that after a year like who's paying attention to these issues now yeah hmm. no one 
Uh, not like I could be a driver anyway with my DUIs. But. Oh, oh, well, you know what? Neither could I with my three. <laughs> Moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> All right. Um, this one, uh, you can't choose an afterlife, but you can choose what happens to your body after your life. Um, so there's this Washington based business recompose. And they've begun making it from a new ingredient, making the compost from a new ingredient. Human remains. My God. Thoughts. <laughs> My, I, I cannot. But, I cannot. What the world? Yeah. It takes a couple. No, no, no. takes a couple months from corpse to compost. Yeah. I. I am flabbergasted. Is it really that serious? I'm, so, I'm like, why not? Wait a minute. I don't know. You're like, why not? Yeah. I'm, compost? I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, maybe not compost, but I have had conversations with my mother. Like, mm-hmm. if I do go before you, God forbid, I would like to be in some type of situation where I go back into the earth. You know, mm. maybe like a cardboard box or something, but I don't want to be in like a stainless steel 24 karat coffin slash safe. <laughs> you know, I want to go back into the system. I don't know. Is that weird? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, everybody. I, <laughs> yeah, different strokes for different folks. You know what I'm saying? I like the 24 karat gold okay. coffin. Okay. I would like to go out in style in yeah. shebang. Hopefully, the grave robbers ain't going to come get, snatch my coffin and right. all the 24 karatness off of it. But <laughs> I mean, I would definitely like for to have the traditional burial site, you know, with yeah. my little name on the marquee or maybe a statue of me in yeah. a certain little pose you know what i'm saying right here anyway some led lights at the bottom you know what i'm saying <laughs> douche, 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 douche. Right. Like, right, right. <laughs> um that's an interesting ass question i should make that a permanent question for people yeah. like how do you want no how do you feel where do you right. want your remains to go right cremation is I hot i don't believe um in cremation okay. and everything um I don't believe in the in the firing or the burning of um, of anything. Right. But um, but yeah, no, I'd have to go the traditional way. Okay. Like I wouldn't want to be dumped overboard off oh, of the boat. I'm know? glad you brought that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't. I don't know. I thought when you brought up this segment, I thought you were going to talk more about um, uh, what if people freezing each other or like oh, freezing yeah, yeah, people yeah. to per- cryo right. yeah, preservation yeah, yeah. to thaw them out later. Yeah, thaw them out later once some. Um, no. Yeah. No. I told you I was gonna hit you with this news. <laughs> I, I got I got some news for you. Um, but on the cryo preservation, yeah. I don't know. I might want to come back though. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> no fire, but ice is cool. Yeah, okay. freeze me, freeze yeah. me. As long as I can come back. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I, mean, I can't even lie. Yeah. If 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 we found out how to do it, yeah, I would want to. Um. Yeah. yeah. I want to see how. I'd come back. Hopefully not like a zombie. <laughs> right. Right. Can't stop drooling and shit. Right. <laughs> One eye cocked open. 
your great grandkids like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, I don't know though. This isn't you know. I wouldn't be a spring chicken anymore. I don't know. Right. All right. That's uh. We're gonna uh go ahead and leave that afterlife topic in the afterlife. Um, and that was our our news stories, positive news stories. That last one was kind of positive. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Our topic today is spirituality. Okay, so just textbook definition first. And then we'll take a break and go with our own personal experiences on the matter. Spirituality, according to who? According to who? Because that's important. Google. Spirituality says the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things um okay that was from oxford languages uh wikipedia says traditionally spirituality referred to a religious process of reformation which aims to recover the original shape of man uh ellipses they got some more on that and then one that i kind of lean more towards this last one is uh from takingcharge.cash.umn.edu is spirituality is a broad concept with room for many perspectives. In general, it includes a sense of connection to something bigger than ourselves and it typically involves a search for meaning in life. As such, it is a universal human experience, something that touches us all. Spirituality. Okay. All right. So um, hold that thought. We'll be right back and we'll get into our own little uh, personal brushes, touches with spirituality. Great. All right. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode and want to hear more like it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Just kidding. We don't have a subscribe button. I mean, we do on YouTube, but I don't care if you press it or not. Uh, Though it would make it easier. If you want to find this episode, like this show again, you know, it would just pop up on your phone, I think, or some type. I don't know. Um, Just killing time while me and Naima take a smoke break. Uh, But I think we're back. Okay. Enjoy. Balls are getting in the way. (laughs) And welcome back. Uh, to the Mind on Recovery podcast, uh, episode three uh, on spirituality with my guest star, Naima. Hey. And I am your host, Zoe. Uh, okay, so when we left off, we talked about the uh, the like textbook definitions of spirituality, which were broad. And now uh, we can go into our own little personal experiences. I'll open up. Which I hate doing, but okay. Um, my own God, I don't know. We've talked about this a few times yeah. in meetings and smoke breaks and all that type of stuff. Uh, I come from a sort of religious family, Christian, uh, the Samoan side and my black side. Um, we went to church Sundays, not every Sunday, me and my mom, but a lot of Sundays. My grandparents, every single Sunday, um, we couldn't play outside unless we went to church. Some Sundays, we couldn't just play outside, we couldn't play outside, period. Uh, that was the Lord's Day. Um, 
so I've been around it uh, for a while. I'm going to like jump around. So a bunch of experiences happened to me throughout growing up into a, a young adult to where I just totally got turned off of religion and the spirituality. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I made it back into the rooms where I was able to not necessarily separate religion and spirituality, but no, uh, uh, give the two things like their due space. Yeah. Uh, and knowing that I don't have to be quote unquote religious to be spiritual and vice versa, vice versa. I don't have to be a spiritual to be religious. I don't know if that works vice versa, but anyway, um, it wasn't until, yeah, the rooms of AA where I was like, oh, I don't have to necessarily choose Catholic or, or Christian or Buddhism. Um, there's a way to get in touch with that thing, that higher power. Uh, there's another path yeah. uh, with the God of his own understanding or a God of our own understanding, which is mentioned in our 12-step text for those who don't know. So, yeah, I've been around religion, got a bad taste in my mouth for whatever reason. Um, but spirituality itself, I don't know, like feeling like you're connected or feeling like I was connected to something bigger than myself. I don't know. I don't know if I could ever remember uh, remember feeling that until I was in the rooms. Until. Yeah, until yeah. I, yeah, until I was in the rooms and they opened my eyes and 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 brought my attention away from myself cuz it was just self 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 in a negative way. Um do you think it was your surrender point that really brought along that connection for you? Was for me anyway. I kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of, because I do remember the first times I was in the rooms around 2017 and just hearing God and looking up at the God, you know, how they have the steps on the wall and mm-hmm. seeing that, and mm-hmm. I was like, so what are we going to do with that? <laughs> but yeah, like, go ahead and try to sell me on that, you know, already like building up this resistance. Right. Um, but yeah, as I sat through it and just like shut my mouth, opened my ears, um, I found a different path. Now, I'm not like uh, meditate every day, pray every day type spiritual person right now. But I, I definitely am more aware of the humanity in people and that things aren't as always good or evil as they seem. Um, there's a lot of freaking gray area. And at the end of the day, we're all just these spirits, energies that are trying to make it uh, on this earth. In these, in these body suits, uh, these temporary body suits, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, that's my personal experience thus far with spirituality. It is still a growing and evolving uh, thing in my life. Naima, <laughs> could you please, uh, yeah, go, yeah. Elaborate on my personal experience. You got it, you okay. got it. Okay, so for me, um, spirituality, the beginning of that for me was definitely being raised in the church. My family 
very Christian, very Christian. My um, grandparents were first AME and um, my mom raised us to be non-denominational. But um, in my experience when I was a youth, I first accepted Jesus into my heart at the age of 12. Now, we were the type of family that um, did church six days a week. Okay, mm. So we're talking about we had church on um, Sundays at least two, three times a day. <laughs> and then um every day was something either choir rehearsal bible study yeah. um it was always something something going on now my mom became a minister when i was younger and so that would be the reason why we were so devoted and into the church so much when i accepted the lord into my heart for myself at 12 there's a difference between your family having spirituality mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. between you yourself um accepting god and or accepting the Lord. Um, and so for me, I um, got baptized and it was the most amazing experience. The I got baptized in a pool in Kent, Washington. And when the pastor put me under the water, um, when I came up out of the water, it was, um, I was definitely filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, the light that, um, that, shown um just came out of every orifices of my body and it was definitely a supernatural experience Ooh. like it was incredible and so for everybody their experiences aren't the same that just so happened to be mine um and so going throughout my childhood or um as I progressed in um in my walk with the lord um i used to sing in a choir called shades of unity um okay <laughs> and we traveled around the united states with this choir and sang in all type of different venues um and um i had an experience at 16 in atlanta georgia um, um singing with this choir and the experience was my first experience where God spoke through me. We were laying on, I was laying hands on people and all I could hear was a rushing. It was like a loud roar and a rushing and I was speaking to people as I laid hands on them and I don't remember what I said but later on down the line um, those same folks that that had that experience with me said that the stuff that I was speaking about actually came to pass. And so for me, my walk with the Lord was just everything until <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I made some choices when I was younger. Um, uh, my family was very spiritual, which means I did not, was not able to do secular things um, when I was younger. And I made a decision to go to my senior prom, which was against the guidelines of our household. And I ended up getting kicked out of the house. And at that point was on my own. And so I guess a separation happened at that point with yeah. me and um, religion. God was all, always um, there walking with me. But at that point, I kind of kind of was like, F everything because I felt unloved and kind of um, 
I don't know, Man, discarded in what, a way. What What's secular, if I could jump in real quick? So secular is like, secular music would be like hip-hop, R&B, all of that. Um, like gospel and everything would be like the... <laughs> the truth um, no yeah <laughs> so <laughs> um just it's anything outside secular how it was explained to me is anything outside of the christian realm okay. so yeah thank you for that no oh, no problem okay yeah so um so anyway that separation yeah, was there yeah that um separation was there and while god i've always um Loved God and I've always prayed and all of that. Um, once I got out onto my own and started uh, indulging in <laughs> um, other <laughs> and other things, um, yes, yes, yes. I, my uh, Christianity, Christianity, so to speak, kind of got put on the back burner. So. For me, um, my addiction, I've had an addiction for 20 years or so. And um, after I got kicked out of the house, I picked up drinking. And for um, many years, I was a functioning alcoholic. And so um, anyway, my separation from the spirituality I have now um, happened then. Did you... Okay, so... Uh, yeah, I'm guessing you regained that. Well, not guessing. I already know you regained that that connection um, with that power, higher power, God in your in your uh, circumstance. Uh, you reconnected through recovery, mm-hmm. getting some recovery time. Did your understanding of the term spirituality, or or just your understanding of spirituality in general, change at all after getting some recovery time? So absolutely. Um, for me, sometimes when we live our lives, um, or for me, let me speak to my own personal experience. Um, I think that my spirituality, I was looking at from the perspective of what my mom's spirituality was. And Ooh. I did not know, necessarily know for myself who God had the power to be in my life because I was doing things that would separate our relationship with one another. Um, And so, so yes, in recovery, the definition of spirituality for me became my personal walk and my personal venture with him. It became the listening to the still small voice inside of me, um, guiding me and leading me, um, in, in directions that I would never have otherwise gone. Like, whew, God has been good. That's such an aha moment. What you were saying right there with the, like being with the, with getting recovery, getting recovery time, um, you getting basically getting your own understanding mm-hmm. of spirituality, God, Him, what have you, uh, higher power, getting your own understanding versus 
just keeping your same old understanding, which was more of your parents' understanding right. of their, their uh, God. And so for that to make more sense, let me talk about um, the end of my addiction. Yeah. The end of that 20 years of um, drinking and doing whatever I wanted to do, honey. Right. So um, at the end of it, what brought me to my surrender point was um, the last year of my addiction, I had started to lose everything. I lost my um, car. I lost my children. I lost my house. Um, and then I lost my job, all in that order. Um, and <laughs> anyway, the yeah. day that um, the day that I that was my surrender point. I had thought I was going to die. I thought, um, my heart was racing and I couldn't stand up and like everything was spinning and thought I was going to die. So my best judgment was like, you should drive yourself to the hospital. What an (laughs) idiot. But anyway, um, I get to the hospital and they say I'm all right. And, um, because I'm an addict and I'm so addicted to alcohol. I took, after they said I was okay, I took the EKG machine. Um, the the trodes from the EKG machine off and walked out of there with the people following behind me saying, no, don't go. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) And uh, she got my car, drove off, went to the liquor store, got a bottle and started driving down the street. I was in San Francisco and um, came to a stoplight and all of a sudden this car started speeding up behind me and I didn't know what what was wrong with this person I went and the car went around me that car did not see the car Ooh. coming um, in the opposite direction towards him so he had to jump in front of me but he also didn't see the reason why I had, I had stopped is because there was a car that was stopped in front of me and so he had to slam on his brakes and I slammed on my brakes and um, the, my car unfortunately didn't stop and I rammed into the back of him. And because at that point I had no license, no insurance, and my tags were fake. Usually in those situations I would run or try to figure a way out of it. Yeah. But at that point in life, at that very moment, I surrendered and I said, God, I'm tired of running and I'm tired of all of this. And I pulled over and said, let the police come get me. Whatever happens is going to happen. The police did show up that day and they did take my license and my information while I smelled all like alcohol. And, but for the grace of God, they said, go ahead. And for what I saw, I saw that as God saying, um, there is another way. And so I went into rehab that day. And that was the start of my new life. I went into residential. And um, anyway, that surrender point for me has been happening on a daily basis ever since. It's interesting that even at your, I don't know if you would call it your bottom, at your low point, at your point where... that was my bottom, honey. Yeah, (laughs) at your point where everything was just like chaos, you could still, uh, I don't know, have like the, the... the the foresight or or just the ability to to listen out for those cues from yeah. from your god or or those 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 signs or what people in the rooms call god shots yeah. even in your state then you were still like what does this mean are you saying something yeah. no. i wasn't nowhere near that uh <laughs> during mine i was like uh yeah who's home no one was home it was just me um 
Right. And I think that's such a, a difference from uh, where I am today in that I'm not constantly, but I'm always on the lookout for signs and, yeah. and like, just please show me your will. Help yeah. me align my will with, your, with will, your will, which was interesting when you're saying when you're doing what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. which, you know, sound on, on the surface sounds, yeah, you're an independent, free woman. But at the same time, I think us, I don't know, I think really think everybody, but uh, with us, uh, I don't know, recovery peace, peoples in, in general, I think we need to, uh, I think we need to have our will aligned with a greater a greater will you know it can't just be ours because yeah. ours don't work <laughs> ours right. runs us into the dirt and so that brings me actually to like the way i just mentioned that daily surrender mm-hmm. kind of the way that i do that as you talk about um our wills and stuff yes. um, it's actually a part of the prayer that I say on a daily basis morning by morning the third step prayer hello okay <laughs> say it again <laughs> it's God I offer myself to thee yeah. to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt relieve me of the bondage of self so. that I may better do thy will take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I may help for thy power for thy love and for thy way of life may I do thy will always Um, and it's just that way just by saying that prayer Mm -hmm. is what I feel like um, helps me line up with the will of God to be able to walk in the ways that he wants me to on a daily basis so I that's great pause that i'm gonna come back to that in just a second but i just i also i don't say a prayer every day i know i need to um but when i do i'm taking bits and pieces of that prayer because i knew a part of it i said a part of it with you and then that was it <laughs> that's all i know um so a little rusty but my mine was something like uh uh Please, higher power, release me from the bondage of bondage of self, so that I may be of service to others. That's what I was saying, yeah. uh, like a little Lego put together type prayer. Uh, but I think the message is similar in that, like, please help me stop thinking about me, me. right? Me, me, me. right? Like, it, and because it's so much easier when you don't have to think about yourself and ooh, what do I look like, what do I sound like, right. how am I coming off, um, right. and usually how we don't think about all that is helping others, putting yeah. others before ourselves. Right. So along with that prayer, do you do anything else uh, type of like daily spiritual spiritual practices to keep you centered and wusa and so you don't fly off the handle on someone or snatch a weave uh, as the kids say snatch a wig absolutely so my daily regimen is when i get up in the morning i have my cup of coffee yes sorry got to have my cup of coffee and um i sit down with my word and what i started when i got out of um rehab was um i chose to start reading the Bible from the beginning to the end. So I take about two um, chapters a day. And for me, that that kind of helps center me. So um, reading my word, making sure I have that dedicated time with the Lord to focus in on him and get me grounded right. and, and able to 
like I said, give back over to him my will because my will gets me all jacked up, honey. Yeah. I got to got to be in communication with him, so. Right on. And then, um, I guess I should have asked this earlier, but just one of my, my, my last questions is, well, I guess you kind of answered it. It was how has your spirituality changed from your childhood to adulthood? Because going back to uh, your parents' understanding of him or higher power, my version as a child was, or I think what I was like running into a wall with having such a difficult time was like, I don't, um, the pictures in my childhood home of, you know, like the white man or that that stereotypical vision of God in the robe and, mm-hmm. and, and with the big beard, it wasn't uh, matching up with, I feel like me. I, I was right. feeling like that one that you see in the movies and, and TV shows um, wasn't really for me or right. working for me or or made to show who I was uh, a, a queer person of color love. Right. So as soon as I started letting that go and was like forming my own version, well, not my own version, but um, just relaxing a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, once I started relaxing a bit on what my higher power could be as I grew up um, things just like kind of took off from there so yeah how has spirituality for you changed from childhood to where you are now in adulthood so to answer that what it used to be like for me is I would ask other people to pray for me namely my mom (laughs) I would ask um, her about what the word says or um, um, about certain things or I would read just one scripture and try to navigate from there. But at this point in life, um, it's where my where I feel like my higher power is taking me, um, is to another level. So I am currently in seminary. Um, I attend Numa Theological Seminary and, um, my, um, could you describe seminary for those who don't know? Cause I didn't. <laughs> so what seminary is, um, I'm going for, um, eventually my doctorate in, um, theology. Um, and so I am studying God and studying his word, um, from a whole new perspective and, um, getting to know, um, him in a deeper way for myself, um, instead of depending on other people's, Mm. um, ideas of him. And so I feel like an adult or something anyway but but yeah like um uh i have learned so much um learning the reasons behind um some of the things that we kind of do because it's been passed down generationally um learning the reasons behind and how we got to some of the holidays that we have and just um getting to um a deeper understanding of god's love for um all of us and what he has for all of us um has been amazing um it's a journey and it's a process and um, i'm excited to see what the future holds so it is still like like i said it's still a very much developing 
thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's not set in stone. It's not set in stone, yeah. honey. It develops on a daily basis. Hello. It works yes. if you work it. It works if you work it, <laughs> darling. Yes. Um, okay, so just to... Um, we're going to wrap things up with like gratitude, but before then, we usually do questions and answers. Um, I've been slacking on my Mackin, so I don't have any questions, but I did just want to say this, that um, I think this was a great, I'm already saying I think this was a great interview. <laughs> we ain't even finished yet, but I just love the fact that uh, you were able to join us today on the topic of spirituality. Thank you for having me. Yeah, because you are very uh, spiritual. You're very spiritual. Uh, I like to think I'm spiritualish, but uh, more than that, you have a you have a certain type of spirituality. Um, with the religion and Christian and God and I necessarily don't have that type and still that we can like mesh well and Mm -hmm. respect each other's types I think people need more of that shit like mine doesn't have to look like yours yours don't have to look like mine but it's still spirituality how we get it is how we get it right as long as you get it (laughs) and it's a god of our own understanding and it is okay for your for what you believe to look different than than what i believe or Mm -hmm. it's okay all that matters is fundamentally we are protected and covered by a power greater than ourselves honey hunty and it's keeping us on the straight and narrow eh? hello (laughs) hello okay uh one thing you're grateful for I say one thing. If you can do one thing right now, at this very moment, you're grateful for, then I'll go after you. I am grateful for the gift of change and the gift of growth through change. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting on it. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I don't want to move on. The gift of growth through change. So being stagnant, um, or not remaining stagnant, but sometimes we get comfortable in where we're at in life. And with that comfortability comes complacency. Um, And in order for us to grow as individuals, we have to walk out on on to the next thing. Um, and not sit and complain about what today has to hold if we're doing nothing to make our tomorrow greater. <laughs> you know, like um, I'm a firm believer in the progress of moving forward and then capturing um, each and everything that is wonderful about where you are. Because if you're doing everything right, you won't be the same place you are today, tomorrow. So. Did that make sense? I yeah. Know. But I am extremely grateful for um, for the growth that's happening in everybody's lives around me. And I'm grateful for um, being a part of so many people's growth. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a word? Anyway, growth. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it is today. <laughs> it is today. Wow, that was good. Damn. Grateful and gratitude. Um, I am grateful for 
my current program. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be the 12-step program. Though it might not be as strong as it can be, um, I still feel like I use it on a daily basis with things like, especially when things get tough, like co-workers passing out of nowhere, mm-hmm. um, feeling like I'm doing something wrong when I maybe not, or just like all these questions and whatnot, I still go back to the training that we got yeah. <laughs> in the knolls and continue to get and reach into that little tool bag. And you are like, you know what? I'm feeling weird. Let me go take my ass on hike. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's the, the excuses are there's like, they're running out by the day right. of um, maybe feeling like feeling negative and just, continuing to feel negative i can't i can't just let it be as easily as i did in my uh, addiction i can't just say you know what i guess that's there's nothing i can do about that there is something i can yeah, do about today, that right yeah. yeah and and recovery this 12-step program has taught us that um yeah okay yeah yeah. I'm so grateful for you, Zoe. Right, I'm, I'm so grateful watching just you, like the development, honey, right. over the last 20 months. Yeah. How many? 18. 18 months? Yeah, I, just, I think I just hit yeah, 18. 18. Mm-hmm. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> darling. Thank you. Oh, I my, just love it. Yeah, a year I and a half. Love it. I gotta go get my chick. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Call the Knowles. They can send you one. Ooh. Yeah. They sent me mine in the mail. They're going to be like, where you but, been? <laughs> <laughs> that part. Yeah. They're going to ask you to speak. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything that you're doing and just all being the mover and the shaker you are. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's just wonderful. Right back at you. Like, <laughs> you know, okay. I know we're running off, but you know how many people went to the Knowles, which is our treatment center, Serenity Knowles in Marin. Please look it up if you need help. Um, you know how many people were in there and yeah. just like, what are the odds that you and I, not to say we're the only, but you and I, um, not only stuck together, yeah. but have continued <laughs> the, the sobriety process. thing the, yeah. Yeah. yeah when so many people have uh, fallen by the wayside or just put it down or maybe even just moved on right. um what are the odds that we're like i don't know we're still in this yeah i feel like it's a hot shot i feel like everybody <sighs> everything happens for a reason in the people that we meet um you never know who you might meet that is meant to be a part of your life for the long run and for the long haul you know right um and so keep your eye out yeah. I definitely did not think the first time I met this young lady right here, I would right. still be seeing her 18 right. months later. Right, that part. Yeah. But with that, thank you so much, Miss Naima. No problem. For joining us. Thank you. Yes, it please. was a pleasure to be on. No problem. Yeah. Please come back and, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll do we'll do like a follow up episode or something like that. Okay. But yeah. Right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. And that was episode three with the effervescent Naima. I kept having to stop myself from blurting out her name or her last name, which is why you heard a censor beep in the very beginning. Anywho, I'm tired. I left this for the last minute. Um, 
so I should be getting ready for bed and instead I'm trying to finish this and send it out but anywho I hope anyone and everyone got something out of this even the woohoo or the woo-woo deniers um, I hope my crystal gang got their stones recharged not that crystal and as usual I hope you will all join us again in two weeks for our next episode breaking down grief I'll have my Kleenex locked and loaded for that one namaste my fellow siblings of the moon namaste Thank you.